Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the chilly voice from north of town for your ready use for to find your local circumstances and your local announcer. That would be me, I think. Or is that the other guy? It's time now, one way or another, for the food show. And here we are, once again, over 30 years, here we are, talking about food in New Orleans. A big topic. This is something uh, that uh, amuses, and uh, maybe amusing is not the exact word. Delights. It delights the the way things are. And lest I go on another uh, half of a, a monocure, a monocure? What is wow, that? you're knocking it out of the park there. No, today. man, I'm telling you. And uh, that person is Marianne. Hi. And she is uh, in with us, just uh, having uh, strolled into the studio, and now we are here. Welcome. Good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Hello, uh, everyone. Post MLK Day. Did you do anything fun yesterday? like to know about that. Did you go did I... and have anything really great to eat? Uh, no, I was pretty well static uh, just the whole day. Just Last night I went to the movies with a friend. We went to yeah. see Little Women. Oh, yeah? How was that? Well, I just have one word to say about it. Yeah? You like... Huh? 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 <laughs> Why do you? Why I know it's getting that? rave reviews and all that, but yeah. I found it very confusing. Confusing? Yes, it jumped back and forth and back and forth mm. and back and forth, and I had to really try and figure out what was real and what was not real. Anyway, that's my report. That's yeah. my one little jaunt for the weekend. Spent yeah. a big time cleaning up yesterday. We had a good lunch at our usual space, New Orleans Food and Spirits, where Mary Lee got the chicken. Fried chicken salad, mm. which is absolutely, without a doubt, the best fried chicken salad, fried chicken club salad I've ever seen. Yeah? Yeah. What made it that? Was it like Well, if or? you like a lot of fried chicken, that would be one thing that you love about it, because it looks like there are not one but two chicken breasts on it, unless these are enormous chickens. The entire top is a mound of fried chicken. You know, with ever whom I was hanging out with over the weekend, it kept coming up again and again, and I think we did this on the program too, discussion of Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Uh, I we did that last week. We did I, that Friday on the show. We Well, that explains Well, we're everything. always doing it because everyone's always talking about the Popeye's chicken what, sandwich. Isn't that amazing? Just uh, that that should well, come from out of the woodwork and all of a sudden now it's... It's kind of always out there. You know, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is the big food story of 2019. That certainly would be. And apparently 2020, because the lines are still there, the the people are still talking about it, and, you know, so anyway. Yeah. Chicken well, sandwiches, and now we're talking about chicken fried steak. We have been, yeah. <laughs> Don Clement and went to Revolution 
Who? Don Clement, your sometimes oh, yeah. uh, co-host, mm-hmm. went to Revolution, yeah. and he was talking about chicken, wait, chicken fried foie gras. Do you like foie gras? Try to say that. Chicken, chicken, chicken fried foie gras. Chicken foie gras. Chicken fried foie gras. Chicken fried foie gras. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's like that thing that I couldn't say, and I'm trying to think of what it was. But anyway, um, I mean, you could say it, but you try to say it three times, you're really in trouble. Here I am starting this again, and I was saying to myself, you know, we, we ought to just once in a while get away from the constant half, half food kind of stuff and actually talk about the kind of thing that we talk about on this program most uh most coincing uh, uh, that we pay the most attention to, and we keep slipping into it. Yeah. Oh, well, well maybe we'll. Maybe it's because that's what people want to talk about, Tom. Or maybe that's all they know how to talk about. Oh. Have you thought about how that? How elitist of you. <laughs> is the number. If you have something fun to talk about, we would love to uh, hear about it. You know, uh, over the weekend, we met some friends at Oxlot 9. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to here and now air a complaint that I have about Oxlot 9. A, a, a complaint? I have vociferously um, exclaimed... Uh, my love or proclaimed my love for Oxlot 9. So it's not like I don't like yeah. the place. I love the place. I love the way it looks. I love the food. I love brunch. But there is a thing there that annoys, frankly, the hell out of me. And, and, it, and his name is Tom Fitzmorris. Well, that's kind of a constant. But anyway, <laughs> um, that goes with me wherever I go, Oxlot 9 or any place else. But um, – they, you can call up for a reservation and be told that that you can't be seated until two, mm-hmm. and then you walk into a dining room that is empty, for the most part, ah, one with of the, a couple of tables there. One of the great considerate considerations. This is an extreme annoyance to me, whether it's there or not. But I find this place to be a particular offender of this. So we walk in, mm-hmm. and there are tables aplenty, and are told that we can't be seated until 2. Mm-hmm. It's now 11.15. And so we, we lucked out the first time this happened, and the, the owner had you seated, and then this time we were not going to luck out. We went outside and started calling around to find another reservation. And there's this big, like, communal table for six there. And it was all set up. And I'm thinking, okay, the reservation is coming in at 1130. But in reality, the reservation was coming in for that table of six at 130. So there was plenty of time to give us foursome that table and turn it, thereby making another $125 for the restaurant. I do not understand the mentality that would cause a person, usually a host or hostess, to turn away a party, ready to sit, happy to eat quickly and leave before the reservation at the table comes, and... Put more money into the restaurant's coffers. I do not understand this. I see right. it a lot. Well, let's explain it. You start off with this fact. You have X number of people sitting at a table. 
somebody else comes in and wants that table. And uh, you can't exactly just take the first one and throw him out onto the street. And what what do you do to, to handle that when, when someone is Well, I think is that this is a fluid situation. It certainly and is. And so, first of all, all of those tables were not reserved at the same time. They were probably on a, a, a sliding basis. So there are people who are in the dining room who are likely to leave earlier than expected, mm-hmm. and you simply shift it around like puzzle pieces. Well, and this, I think, is what... I would expect that someone who wants to have as many people come in as possible would do. And I just, for for most of that dining experience yesterday, half the dining room was empty. And I just have to marvel at that. That's all. Well, sometimes it happens, but uh, the, the trouble is you can leave it open and then give it to the first good person who comes in. Uh, or, or not a good, you know, everybody's good, but the, uh, but but really, you never know what's going to show up there. It can be anything, any over any one minute uh, period, and and you can't just have them sitting around empty, or else you'd have angry people like you are. Mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Anyway, yeah, that's a uh, that is a uh, a really annoying trait of restaurants, but particularly that one I find on Sunday. Two six zero six three six eight is the number, and um, it's it's cold outside, and if you're traveling anywhere, I I mistakenly was looking at Covington in another place which is where we're in Covington, uh, Louisiana right now. And I saw some... some uh, for Covington, Kentucky, for Covington, maybe? Covington, something like that. But yeah. the... the, uh, the Tom's a frustrated weatherman. Go ahead. Yeah, well, here's uh, what, what they wound up telling you. You just... Um, <clears throat> you, you go to... Any that it's of, cold? That it's cold. <laughs> and uh, and then, you, uh, then you have to figure out how to get the table that's far farthest away from where you're sitting because you don't want to sit right in front of the door do you or do you maybe you're one who does are you around the cold no of course no, not who, who, that's what who, I say. who in the world would want to do that that doesn't make any sense at all anyway two six zero six three six eight today is the actual official opening of andrea's i believe uh is it i, I think you're right well that's what you said i think you're right uh, and I know the, he would say the it. big anniversary dinner is Thursday evening. Reservations, I'm sure, yeah. are still available. Eight three four eight five eight three. And uh, it, it's an interesting story about Andrea when he first opened, and his two cousins, both of whom have gone on to other places. Yep. But were absolutely those two guys and their father were the epitome of. European glamour. Oh, you think so? Yeah. But I was uh, I was making up glamour, a, high style, I was, Italian I was, dress. I was playing a, a, an idea in my brain. It was something like uh, elegant uh, Italians or something like that. I didn't have, quite have it rolling when you um, finished yours, which was better anyway. So that's one way you can do it. Well, anyway, uh, they started in Metairie and came well Andre had been here for years and years and years before so I yeah, guess maybe the, on a uh, trip back home he arranged to have 
for eight years. The backers. He, for eight years, he was the executive chef of the hotel. Uh, uh, Orleans, Royal Orleans. O Oil, the Royal Orleans, uh -huh. right, yeah. And uh, he was there a long time. He didn't just do Italian. He did a little bit of Italian, but he did really everything. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, hotels back in that era uh, really were much more elegant in general than ours are here in the same category in terms of money. Uh, but he was one of those guys. Did, did, have you ever heard the, uh, the story about my meeting him? You and Andrea? Me and Andrea, yeah. You probably went in there for dinner. I uh, sort no, I didn't actually. What happened? Here's what happened. You're not going to believe this. The parts of this story. Oh, you cooked with him in Atlanta. No, almost. But okay, not quite. I quit. Go ahead. Uh, here's what happened. Uh, I was given an assignment to to write an article in uh, Atlanta. You have that right. And uh, the company that wanted to do this was BMW, the car the car guys, the German car guys, and uh, this, uh, they were pre preparing some sort of article and, and there's some other things going on uh, in, uh, 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 in, um, I don't know, in the middle of, in the middle of, uh, a Scofier? No, 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 it's nothing like that. He, um, uh, oh, this is when they asked you to write something for their magazine. Write something for their yes. magazine, which was yes. a, about BMWs. Yes. So uh, they I, thought you were a playboy, didn't and, they? No, that's the idea they yeah. appeared to have because uh, I ate out every night and uh -huh. I and I uh, ate everywhere else. I went to all their their mm -hmm. their spiffy bars, mm -hmm. and uh, then the time came for me to write an article about the restaurants, mm -hmm. and well, there was this one guy. Uh, different from all the rest of them, who had a buffet mm -hmm. that he was serving, turned out to be Chef Andrea. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, that's how uh, I'd never met him. Well, before. you must have been appalled by that, no, right? No. A buffet? Were you into your anti-buffet stance then? No, in Atlanta, who cares? Ah, I see. Okay. You know, so uh -huh. uh, yeah. So uh, it was one of the strangest things. I don't know why they ever picked me to do yeah. that. I mean, I, I wonder that myself. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, if they were looking for a you know, playboy, the, you know the way the way that women beat yeah. up men, yeah, what can verbally. Certainly, anyway, oh. some of us. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Yeah, we wanted. We were talking yeah. about oh, uh, this. Yeah. What? No, you and I were talking about that off the air, but yeah, we can mention mm -hmm. it on the air. Yeah, uh, I w just had something come in on the email says here, Broussards celebrates 100 years of Louisiana culinary heritage menus. Hmm. Yeah, I knew Broussards. What's their 100-year anniversary this year? It's, huh? It's their 100-year anniversary, 2020. Yeah, and uh, this is, uh, I remember when they first uh, brought it back from the dead. Colorful was, history. Yeah. Yeah. Who who brought it back? Was that George, what's his name? Uh no, when they brought it back from wherever it was. Yeah, it was actually it was right where it is now. Uh, no, no, then. no. When what what? Okay, so your your first experience at Broussards has to do with uh, George. What was his name? George Huber. Huber, yes. Huber, H -U -B -E and that goes back to what the eighties or when? Uh, no, before that, uh, he was in the restaurant business in New Orleans for uh -huh. a long time before that. So he was. Uh, this would have been uh, 50s, 
I think by then they were put together. Uh-huh. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, but I know that you were not there in the 50s, Tom, because no, no. you were three. So was, when, yeah. yeah. So like when did you first walk in well, and meet I, there, George I, Huber, and when did you get uh, acquainted with Broussards as uh, the Grand Dame restaurant that it was? Well. That's totally different now, and it's gone through several iterations, yeah. but. the uh, uh, In those days, I was be- a beginning, or maybe I'd already passed doing it, uh, to pay a lot of attention to the histories of restaurants because I had a, a, a liking for old restaurants. I thought they were really interesting. To right. Me. You, you really dig them. Yeah. So uh, I was walking around, and then one day I walk in front of Broussard's, and I say, what? What is this? Opened it up. Yeah, what year was Very that? Very old remember? fashion. This would have been in the late 70s, middle 80s, I guess. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And George Huber mm-hmm. was there at Ju- that time? George Huber and uh, his partner. Um, that wasn't who, Gunter Preuss, was Gunter it? Gunter Preuss. Wait, Gunter was already Gunter in Broussard's in the 70s? Gunter and. Uh, Evelyn? And, yeah. But Gunter and. George uh, Huber. George Huber, they, they were partners. Okay, so are you saying that Gunter had Versailles at the same time that he had Broussard's? The Versailles? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he did, actually. Is that right? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, no one's asked me that before, but that is the case. He uh, well, I know that I know that Gunther and Evelyn had Versailles in the eighties mm-hmm. because I went there with you, but that would have been the late eighties. So, mm-hmm. so Gunther had Versailles. Well, I remember that. That was when you told me that you didn't like foie gras. Oh, okay, I can believe that. <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah, I can Anyway, too. all right, so um, that was a delicious restaurant, though, and a delicious it meal. It sure was. Yeah, and that was... Um, and you didn't drink wine, uh, either. Yes, that was that's right. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Dennis, 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 Dennis. Yeah, Dennis was the chef over there. Hutley, Dennis Hutley. Dennis Hutley, yes. who was still around town. Somewhere. I'm not sure where. He was where. most la- or last seen at the Kenner... Um, country club. What's the country club in, there? The Chateau. Uh, the Chateau Country in, Club, yeah, I believe. Yeah, in Kenner. Yes. Anyway, uh, nice all right. guy. Very nice, nice guy and a really great chef. And he and had that really restaurant yeah. in Rivertown that was really, it's too bad that that was, uh, mm-hmm. that that was as short-lived as it was. What was the name of that one, his restaurant there? Uh, it was uh, it was just like four letters. Does um, anyone know the name of Dennis Hutley's place in Rivertown, which is now come. nothing? It's just a little house that has nothing in it, which is very, very sad. It was mm-hmm. a cute little place, though. But, I mean, Rivertown is just hard. It's just really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only one that's doing it out there is Gendusa. And he's still Gendusa? doing it well. Yeah, he's got the little place, and now there's a place across the street, mm-hmm. that bar and tap room. Um, but the, the food's not as good as it is down at Gendusa. And you know who else is down there, or if he's still there? Uh, Labella. Remember Labella's catering that used to be on oh, Veterans yeah. Highway in Kenner? Yeah, they were very busy all the time. Very busy. They, that was a very popular successful. and very yeah. good. That's why it was good. And then they moved from that location to Rivertown, where they are mostly a catering operation, and they cater huge conventions, so they don't really need to have a uh, a busy, busy a la carte business, although they do because it's good. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. Broussard's uh, happy anniversary, celebrate, celebrating a hundred years this year. Amazing. Happy anniversary to Andrea, 
who today, uh, yeah. no, not Broussard, well, who not. today uh, is is when his restaurant actually started 35 years ago, Andrea's, and mm-hmm. Fausto's has a 30th anniversary this year as well. You know, there's an interesting restaurant. So. They have been, uh, they have been part of the scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Very understated place in Metairie, just quietly right. does a lot of business for good Italian food. Mm-hmm, they do. And one of their outlets, I think, stands alone. And, and it's, um, it, uh, it's the name of the name of the Fausto. actual. Fausto. Fausto, Roland, and, and Fausto Di Pietro. And that's about it. And, and it their w- sister Irene. Their sister was yeah. in there. Yeah. And it was, uh, for its entire history, I always thought it was terrific. I've yes. never had a bad meal It is there. good. It's really good. They were really good, anyway, Arancini in particular. They're, they're right, did I get someone on the phone? Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I'm listening. Let's go. Let's go. to the- Mike, let's Mike, go. Mike, welcome. Yes, Mike. Hello. Hello. Hello, Mike. Yeah. I know what Mike is going to say. I can tell you right now what he's going to say. Yeah? Uh, you tell me because I really don't know what I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you went to Siler Bar over the weekend. Oh, no, I haven't made it there yet. Okay. Uh, okay. I called a couple of reasons, comments on both of two things that you've already brought up. First, the place in uh, in Canada was La Parvenue. Ah, La Parvenue, thank yeah. you, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was actually, his own independent actually, restaurant. Actually, La Parvenue was there for a pretty long time. It was. It was there. It was. I, it was I there. remember. I, I would guess, I don't remember the exact time frame, but I'm sure they were there a good five years before Katrina. And possibly three to five years after Katrina. Yeah, so like a total of and, ten years. Yeah, which is yeah, a pretty long time for Rivertown, you know. You think? Well, I guess you're right. For Rivertown, it is, but it's not a long time for a restaurant, you know. Well, I mean, me they say you, one out of me, every hundred restaurants makes it five years, but if you're going to make it five years, you kind of make it after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think I think Dennis got burned out. Okay, yes. and, and what I'm basing what I'm basing this on. Mm-hmm. Is have, well, having dined there? Wait, let me let me let me get this out. Yeah, okay? go ahead. Ha- having having dined there multiple times before Katrina, I knew what to expect. We even hosted some wine dinners over there. And post Katrina, he like everybody else came back with an abbreviated menu, maybe with four entrees on the menu. Mm-hmm. And that that was to be expected after Katrina. Okay, everybody was working mm-hmm. bare bones. It was hard, but. It never went away with that with that restaurant. Okay, yeah. he kept he kept yeah. a very sparse menu, yeah. and I really I think it just got to the point where he just didn't really want to do it anymore. At least you know I mean there's a lot more to it when you're the owner and the chef than yes. when you're just the chef. And when you're in so, Rivertown, <laughs> you know, right. I mean it's a struggle, right. I mean, he, you know. I th- I think he had a lot of regulars pre Katrina. I really do because I mean he. Mm-hmm. He was putting out some wonderful food before the storm. He's good. He really was. Always was. Yeah, he's yep. very, very talented he's very guy. Good. Yeah. Okay, the other thing is I got a theory about your empty table syndrome. Okay. I think I think most people would resent being told at 11.30, look, I can let you have this table, but you got to be out of here about 1.15. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and, and then not only would most people resent being told that, I think that no matter what somebody might commit to up front, they're having a good time, they're drinking, you know, they're having fun. 
you know, they got the six top coming in and you're still there and, you know, it's going to be ugly because somebody's going to be angry that the table's not available. Either the mm-hmm. people that were given the table and then they're going to have to be, you know, they're not going to ask you to leave. I mean, you know, restaurateurs are just not going to do that. They're not going to say, well, you got to get out of here. we got somebody else that needs mm-hmm. this table, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've heard, of it ha- I've heard of it happening, but, you know, they don't want to do that. Trust me. No. So no. I, I know I understand your frustration, Marianne, because I've thought the same thing. You know, it's, it's possible to get the time that I want, and I see all these empty tables. But I think they're trying to head off a public relations nightmare, and I think that's why they're willing to take less covers. Well, it's a no-win situation because you have a public relations nightmare either way. Like, we're talking about this on the radio right now. And honestly, maybe it's me. Maybe I just... I'm I'm an aberration, but I can be in and out of any table in an hour. Maybe I just don't enjoy the company enough. I don't know, but gee, I I know it couldn't <laughs> be that. But I mean, and and we're there often enough that they know how fast we do it. So anyway, right. I don't know. Okay, my thought. Thanks for calling. Have a good nice day. From you. Bye. Bye. See, it's the food show. Uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, we were talking about. Uh, the restaurant that came out of uh, the, the ones we just finished marketing. Yeah. And uh, some uh, somebody or other, maybe more than one, uh, wanted to know about the other restaurant that, uh, uh, that those two chefs um, uh, put up there. And uh, I didn't get it really fast, but I did grab it since then. The name of the restaurant was the Versailles. The Versailles restaurant it was on St. Charles Avenue, right at Jackson. Yeah, we were talking about the Versailles. That's where Dennis Hutley was. Yeah, that's with, where he was. With Gunter Preuss. But yes. We, nobody could think of the name of it, so here we are. And it's I have it listed here as a five-star. It was star a five-star. It was really good. Restaurant. Dennis Hutley is a good chef, Very and good Gunter guy. is also excellent. So it was nice a really good. Guy. It was a really good uh, partnership, and it was a beautiful place, and it was. It was just glamorous with a capital G, and uh, it was quite an experience to dine at Versailles. I mean, I guess you have to live up to the name Versailles, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I, I once asked him, uh, you know, what can't you do here? And he his answer was, you know, I'll eat, I'll, I'll uh, cook anything that you want. And I said, how is that possible? And he said, no, I can do it. Just, just ask me uh, if I have the ingredients. I'll cook it for you right now. So he said, how about saddle of rabbit? At that time, nobody really had yeah, ate for rabbit. Sure. But right. in those days, you know, we just had to wait a little bit longer, and there it was. So uh, I said, no, you've got to be kidding. And he said, no, no. Went in the back. About 10 minutes later, there it was, right in front of me. And it was great, too. It is good. Chef Gunter Price. He's one, I, one I of the guys. I hate to admit it, but really I do nice like guy. it. Yes. Two six zero six three six eight. We're going to take a break and come right back. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. You're back with more of the food show here on 105.3 FM HD2. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Love to talk with you about anything uh, that's cooking you or that you're cooking or something like that. We're uh, talking here uh, about some chefs that uh, – just recently have been uh, 
called here. It's for, Broussard's. Broussard's for, uh, is celebrating a hundredth yeah. anniversary this yeah, year. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, There'll anyway. be special heritage menus, which we'll be talking yeah. about a little bit later. Yeah, and it's uh, anyway. Uh, this just came in the mail today, uh, and here it is. Uh, and we were talking also about Broussard's and how that figures into. I was asking you for the, your memories of Broussard's. So yeah. you walked in. Somewhere at the end of the 70s, in the early 80s, and that's when you met George Huber, who yeah, was that, but there <laughs> who were, there, one but, of the most distinctive, but there was, hilarious there was, quotes. There's, there's one more other part of this that we haven't discussed <laughs> at all, and that is that between the time it was run by the Broussard family, there was such a thing, and uh, Broussard's, and in as uh, soon as... Um, uh, Okay, so the Broussard Bru- family yeah, yeah. owned the restaurant. The, and then they, they were there. But then in between this was the same family that had the uh, along the riverfront, that great restaurant there. What was the name of that? Elmwood? Elmwood Plantation. Uh-huh. And uh, in fact, there were quite a few Italian restaurants that w- were in and out of of the Broussard one. space, really? Yeah. yeah, and it was, and it was, in fact, the, the 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 family that was associated with that. Okay, so, so are we talking about um, about uh, who was who was that? Who was the? It was a Jimmy. No, it wasn't Jimmy Moran. Jimmy Moran. It was Jimmy. No, it wasn't Jimmy Moran. Jimmy Moran. Well, they were associated. Okay, all right. So the Broussard family started mm-hmm. it. And they had it till when? Well, they started in 1912, I think it was. No, it's 1920. So 20, what we're going to do? Close. So what we're going to do is we're going to get the whole history from them, and we can talk about it a little more succinctly. But George Huber, <laughs> do you remember the quote you used to tell me about mm-hmm. George? Uh, I don't. I think I do. George, but please do not uh, put why? it on the air. Why? Because he's passed away now, anyway. But it's hysterically funny. No, he was fun. He was a great guy. He said, in his own strange said, sort of way. He said, "Tom, it's yeah. one thing to hate your employees. Oh, you yeah. Back that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. when you start to hate your customers, it's time to quit. Yep." I re- <laughs> I remember that well. But he, but he had an accent, and you used to do it in his accent, which was accent, just yeah. hilarious. So, well, you, you, I, and I'm sure a lot of people can identify with that. You wouldn't want to laugh at him exactly, but he he. No, could, but I mean, it's I'm not laughing at him. Yeah, yeah. But when you did it in his accent, it was it was even more funny. But but just the whole idea. I mean, there's so many employers that could say that. But I mean, there's so many people that could say that who are in business. But. But it's hysterically funny. You know, once you turn that corner and you start hating your customers, it's time to quit. Mm. Anyway, mm. so then the, the Preusses and... Um, they had a deal with uh, Gunter Preuss and, uh, and... George Huber. George Huber. Okay, so he passed away and then the Preusses the, had it for the, a long time And the story was, uh, whichever one made a, an, an outgoing to buy the other one out, Yeah. at that moment... The first guy was required to sell it. Oh, so right, that's, that's really? A, that's a Wait, deal so that the they two had. partners became two. partners, and if one of them decided they were going to make an overture to buy the other mm-hmm. one out, the second one was required to required do it. Required to really to get it. That's kind of unusual. And then they had to go back and forth. You know, they they, they on was, the price. You mean? Yeah, yeah. 
It was uh, it was when, something to see. When did that occur? Because George Huber mm. passed away, didn't he? Yeah. But but he was out of it before then. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Uh-huh. Huh. And, uh huh. And anyway, let's see. Um, he was uh, he was there. I think we're talking about the the eighties, mid eighties. I'd have to look it up. I think I met him only once. So by the time I joined the scene, it was the late 80s. And I think he probably exited stage left somewhere in there. Anyway, the Preuss has had it for a number of years until quite recently, actually, although time flies. I would say it's been five or six years that the Creole cuisine people have Maybe longer mm-hmm. than that. I'll have to ask that question, too. But then the price is sold out and are living the comfortable, quiet, French Quarter, glamorous life deep in the French Quarter in their beautiful apartment, not apartment, but, but townhouse. Very, yes. very nice people. Very stylish place, just yep. like the restaurant and everything else they ever did. Mm-hmm. I, I think Gunther, though, works sometimes for someone. Yeah, he works for Dickey uh, Steakhouse. He drops in and out every now and then. He'll, like, help out here yeah, and there. That's, that's He's got to be, like, 85. Uh, I, I think so. And he, he may looks even, great. He may be older than yeah, me. Yeah, I think so, too. <clears throat> but he was, he's always kept himself in good, oh, yeah, he's, good shape. He's a really so, good-looking yeah, guy. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, 260-636-A, we're just reminiscing about Broussard, spawned by an mm-hmm. email that we received, which we knew was coming because it is their 100-year celebration, and it will be quite a celebration all year long with special culinary heritage menus. Chef Jimmy Setchum is going to have several of these prefix menus throughout the year. There will be five of them to celebrate various stages of uh, of Broussard. It's going to be fun, going to be yeah, fun, and the there, Creole there cuisine is, people will pull it off for sure. There is this uh, thing that might cause a problem, and that is that uh, the guys who play music in the dining room, in the dining room, uh, they every time I go over there, one of them points his finger at me, and I wind up singing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he and points his finger and says, ain't no way you're singing today. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. I, I, and that's I did. exciting. That's and, very uh, exciting. It was I can hardly me. contain myself. Well, well you know. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You should go to Broussard's, have, yeah. uh, enjoy one of these menus, and uh, have Tom sing for you. Yeah, and that's the only thing that would make it better. Go to nomenu.com on the web. And you will see all the information. No, about you won't. Not yet. This is your email, Tom. Uh-huh. So we, we haven't posted any of this yet. But we will the, in the next couple of days. Well, I'm looking at it. We'll post it in the next couple of days. Nomenu.com will have a full mm. report on this. And we're going to have them on the show because it's super fun to have a 100-year-old anniversary. That's pretty good. The Casamentos did it last year, but in typical Casamento style, nobody really mm-hmm. knew anything about it. So, mm. so I mean, it's, 100 years is something to celebrate. So um, it's, super, it's super exciting, and the Creole cuisine people will do it right, that is for sure. Today is also National Clam Chowder Day. Yeah, there's something you have to figure out. Uh, <laughs> something to get really excited about. You don't want uh, you don't want Manhattan style or New. Yeah, that does sound vile. Tomato mm. broth with clams and yeah. clams. Uh, what you want is New England clams. What's the difference in wait? 
You you don't want Manhattan clams, or you don't want Manhattan clam chowder. You, oh, clam chowder, either one of them. Well, no, I mean they're both the New England clams. New England, but one clams. of them has if, a tomato if, base in a yeah, soup. If if they were caught in that area. Anytime you want to talk up to the mic, Tom, be great. Go okay, ahead. anytime you uh, uh, now you uh, you've <laughs> lo- blew my you my next what? sentence. You there. know what? Every time I have an experience. Let's talk to Michael75. Thank you, Michael, for calling us. Michael, oh, come great. on in. Oh, great. Great Is talk to you all. I uh, had a, had a great here. time a couple, couple of weeks hello, ago. Hello, hello. I can't hear anything. Go ahead, Michael. Can, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah, I just said I had a great time a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Where'd good. you go? Um, uh, sorry? I'm sorry. I oh, you had a great time when you came in to talk on the radio? Yeah, it was y'all. That was, yeah, that was great. Yes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I got a, a, a three Michelin star. That's the highest uh, Michelin stars uh, that they give. You know, Fred Sheps, they, yes, they right, commit suicide right. if they lose they lose <laughs> a star. So, so there's a three, in my mm-hmm. opinion, it's a three three Michelin star place we went to today. And I don't know if you've been there, but it's it's the best I've, I've tasted in this realm. It's called Gus's Fried Chicken. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, that's, not a jo- that's not a joke. It's incredible. Have you been there? Yes, I have been there. But what are you talking about with a Michelin star with Gus's fried chicken? No, it's Don't not be a naughty, Michael. Don't it's be one naughty. of my Michelin stars. Uh-huh. Oh, your Michelin stars. I think it's good. Yes, I do. It's the best I've ever tasted. So oh, it, come it on, really? A, a Wait, come on, really? Maybe you a, think so? Yeah, yeah it may I, be I, a lucky day. Go ahead. It's it's all the rage in Southern California, and I I was very surprised to see them turn up here. And I was actually thinking it was based in Southern California, but it's not. It's based in Memphis. I learned that on the show someone called. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to Gus's Fried Chicken in the world of Popeyes? Well, I, I, on the Popeyes on Williams Boulevard uh, is differentiated from. All the other Popeyes I've ever tasted in the world uh, is spectacular. It's on Williams and West Estimate. Really? Really? Everything. What Wait, makes it so good, acting, do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's individual because some Popeyes are terrible. But uh, huh. this uh, but this place outdoes them. I would give anything to get a franchise uh, in, in Metairie for it. Oh, you mean for Gus's? For, well, you know yeah, what, Gus's, Michael? Yeah. I am sure that you could. Why don't you contact the company? I'm sure that they would love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do that. Mm. But Because um, mm-hmm. you don't uh, have enough I to have. do. You don't have enough to do. <laughs> right. One other phrase I have for y'all is Xi Jinping Kuala. Where's that? Xi Jinping Kuala. That's uh, Happy New Year in uh, Mandarin. Oh, <laughs> and and, and uh, Thursday is uh, Chinese New Year Day. Yes. Uh huh. So the year so of the rat. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're having at my house is I'm going to the five my five favorite Chinese places, and each one has something that, uh, that they're really good at. Pulling them all together, and we're going to have a great Chinese meal here at the house. What, so you're gonna you're gonna get takeout from all the five Chinese places that you love and bring it home. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. The, Where, uh, where's that gonna be, Michael? From, Who, first of all, from from Tom's favorite place, the Chinese Kitchen. Okay. I'm gonna get the best 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 pork fried rice in the history of the universe. Uh, 
Okay. And All right. Also, also the best egg rolls. Okay. Then uh, uh, near us, there's a place that makes incredible shrimp with uh, cashew nuts. It's called the Seven Walks. Then there's another place that makes uh, great General Tso's chicken. And then there's another place that makes great uh, shrimp with lobster sauce. And I'm, I'm thinking the other one. There's one other one uh, that I need to get. But uh, uh, So that's going to be the uh, Chinese New Year meal. You're going to have a busy day unless you get Uber Eats to bring it. Okay, so, Michael, we <laughs> went to your – go ahead, what? No, well, go ahead. We went to your place, um, Little Chinatown in Kenner. Mm-hmm. Right. When I came back from California, the uh, these guys picked me up from the airport, and we went over there. And I have to say I was underwhelmed. You know, it's not really? the same people from Shin anymore. They sold it to a family member. Yep. Right. They, uh, you know, it's just um, you get to what some of those uh, Chinese dishes. Yeah, we'll tell you in a sec. Go ahead. And they're so, they're so hard to keep track of. Because uh, they uh, there is this movement from one shop to another, as you just mentioned, but it's um, uh, that one I I found uh, a little harder than usual. But once you had some order put in, uh, some uh, uh, your order, uh, it's unbelievable the amount of food that they give you for is, a very is. very very yeah. small uh, amount of money. So it's yeah. worth going there. This is the. Uh, Little Chinatown. Little Chinatown. It's in. Uh, we got. Kenner. It's in Kenner. We got. Yeah. Um, we got fried rice, of course. Mary Lee doesn't go well, anywhere. Okay. I, don't, I, don't like the, I don't like the fried rice. Hey. You don't, or you no. do? I do not. I had it. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. It looks. It doesn't look good. It tastes okay, but it doesn't look good. Tom got the um, oysters and tofu hot. Mm, it's funny what happens to oysters when they get boiled. It's not oysters and tofu hot not pot. My idea. And, of a and good I idea. got Michael. I got to tell you, I got the duck, and I thought it was terrible. I, it was kind of inedible. What, what, what type of duck did you get? I got the crispy duck. Yeah, the roasted duck. Yeah, crispy roasted duck. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a special. You, you are right. We had a, a problem with it one time. But then we told them to roast the whole duck by itself, uh-huh. and uh, and it came yeah. out m- real crispy and everything. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, no, they, it was uh, crispy. It just was tough. It was undercooked everywhere else. I didn't like it at all. Michael, if you like Chinese food, I'm going to send you to a place that we went to last week, which I thought was mind-blowing and literally, like, mind-blowing, okay? Right. Um, it's a new place called Blue Giant. Blue Giant. Oh, I've heard very, of that. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I heard that today. Tell me about it. It's in the very. It's in the. Very, you have to say the three letters. You can't say Lower Garden District, or you're not cool at all. You have to say the LGD. Okay. LGD. So it's in the LGD, about a block away from French Truck, which started the renovation, the the gentrification okay. of the LGD. It's about two to three blocks on the. Um, away from the city on magazine from French truck by the interstate. So right, it's, uh, it's in that little complex that's got Claret, the wine bar, and a bunch of shops. It's brand new construction. It's it's really gorgeous. Anyway. And you can hear it, it for is, a long, long it way. It is 
unbelievably spicy. Loud. If you don't listen to Grandpa, if you say anything to him, he's overwhelmed by the sound. So, um, it is loud. It is you know, but it's not anything unusual. But it, the food is go and get the Dan Dan noodles. And oh, good. I love noodles. Oh my gosh, it was like, it, and I, I likened it to burning your finger, but then going back and sticking your finger there again, because it was good enough to keep eating it. Uh, your face was all red and everything. I place up today. It's first time I um, But the next, if you want to try Little Chinatown again, this is what you get. It's called the conch, C-O-N-C-H. Conch, uh, is, they do a special sauce with it. It's It's incredible. So, like I said, wait. I, wait I would, you, would, would you conk your conk, favorite C-O-N-C-Q. Tom? I mean, Tom wait. calls conk um, pencil erasers. It. Yeah, because they uh, they also have this terrible habit of eating oysters. They actually eat through the oyster shell. Oh, Can you well, Tom, imagine? They can't help it. That's probably their instinct. Well, you, sure. You have that, that, why? You have, Tom has a symbiotic relationship with those oysters that are eaten. But uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> This is the deal, though. The conch is, you know, you can make calamari terrible, too. You cook it too much, and you can make it rubbery. But they, they yeah. cook yeah. it. It's, it's so if you ever go back there, try that. Okay, sounds good. You yeah. tried Blue Giant. Tell me about. Uh, tell me about. It. I tell you what. There's a Peking duck on the menu for sixty-five dollars, and um, I would love to go with a group of people and get that because I'll bet you it's killer. It's two guys. Yeah. Who, that is so coincidental. That's what the guy talked about today. The sixty-five dollar Peking duck. Because usually I wait, pay like who, thirty. Wait, who was talking about that? This, this gentleman, a uh, friend of ours, at, at, oh, uh, watched Wait, so he got it? He got the Peking duck? No, he didn't get it. He, he, he got it. He said, he, no, he did not get that, but he had a, he loved the place. And he said that next time he goes, he's getting He, he saw it hanging up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely will have to go with a group of people to eat the Peking duck because that is, um, that is probably going to be great there. It's two guys who who wanted to do a throwback to like 50s and 60s Chinese restaurants, only it's super hip, super glamorous, and really delish. And really, really hot, too. Didn't you, uh, if you have any, <laughs> any real... Uh... Isn't Tom fun? Do you see how much fun I have with him? Go ahead. Exactly. Is there something What's wrong? That? Excuse me. <laughs> Hello? It's so much fun to go out with you, Tom. You complain about the noise, the heat. <laughs> Aren't you complaining about me right now? Okay. So, so. All right. Thank you, Michael, for calling. Okay. Okay. Take great. care. Good Bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking about all kinds of stuff. Good show today. Broussard celebrating their hundredth anniversary and the five special menus they'll be doing throughout the year. We'll be talking more about that later. Happy anniversary to Andrea. Who we can say that to directly, he'll be calling in later. And the the anniversary dinner at Andrea's is Thursday night. There it is. Yeah. And uh, Fausto's another one having an anniversary this year, 30 years for them. And then we were talking about clam chowder and, uh, and yeah. Dennis Hutley. <laughs> Dennis Hutley was the chef at Versailles. And we got onto Versailles from uh, the conversation about Broussards, where he was uh, very heavily involved in something that was 
pretty much directly across the Mississippi River from where he was working at that time, and he was doing classes for uh, people mostly in their teenagers. They, they were hooked in with the, the St. Charles uh, uh, uh St. Charles uh, uh, streetcar. Street, no. no, not everything but a streetcar. Okay. It was crossing the river, and uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> so yeah, it was. It took a little more, uh-huh. but anyway, uh, he was involved in that, doing it for free, and uh, so I mean, he really was a terrific uh, guy. Yeah, he is a terrific guy. Yeah. He's a really terrific guy. And he's still child. there, and by the way. He's not. He's uh, somewhere. He's somewhere. He's yeah. so, or he maybe just mm. retired because. Um, Could be. You know, or he just shows up maybe sometimes like these other guys who will, you know, just take it easy and then they show up every now and then mm-hmm. for a certain event or something. But we yeah. haven't seen him in a while. And if anybody knows where Dennis Huntley is, or Dennis, if you're listening, give us a call. We would love to know how you yeah. are. I'm going to see if Good we can get him maybe on the, sh- on the show with mm-hmm. us. We should day. get him yeah. and also the Broussards people to talk about their anniversary. That too. Because that would be nice. Anyway, we were talking about clam chowder. And mm-hmm. uh, and not much to say about that. Tom is not a fan. I no, I, I love cam chowder or uh, clam uh, chowder. Uh, clam chowder, the white one. The the white, n- not the one with the red sauce in it. Is that the one that has the little the little crackers in it? What are those little crackers that you they're, put on They're top? little little crackers, and uh, they're called. They have a certain name to them, though. Uh, hmm. What kind? Crackers. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oyster crackers. Oyster crackers. Yeah, That's there you go. Are, yeah. yeah. Anyway, thank you, Doug. Doug is always there for us. Uh, we will be back after the top of the hour news, 260-6368. If you would like to chat with mm-hmm. us, we'll be back in about five minutes to do that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.